Bailey and Harper. He's been gone. I've been daddying. We've been doing stuff. And we're back for episode 62. Roman Harper, what's up? KB, what's good, brother? I got to turn down the, uh, the tennis match. You don't need yeah. that. We don't need that on right tennis now. Tennis over here. I'm, I'm a man of all sports, you know that. Yo, you are. But you I, are. I'm doing no, good. Djokovic is in the news right now. We, yeah, because um, he can't. I mean, why? How dumb is that? I mean, it's August of 2022, and, and Novak Djokovic can't come over and play tennis because he's not vaccinated. Anyway, I digress. We got to get this thing going. I'm saying, but he, up. he made that decision, so he's going to have to die on that sword. And like, if you're going to do that, you're going to do it. And then probably wait for another year. But just know. If Nadal wins, eventually he's going to pass him, and then he's going to be behind. Right. He won't be considered the best. But, like, but. I'm just saying practically speaking right now, though, at a time where we are, quote, unquote, post-COVID, right? And the uh, you don't even have to social distance. Like, if you get it, it's like, ah, just put a mask on and go back to work. Or if you think you got in touch with somebody who had COVID, well, that's all right. You can go hug some people. Like, they, they don't care anymore. Right? The, the, <laughs> everything's been relaxed. So this man can't come play tennis? He's not I, even near anybody. He's the only dude on that side of the court. I, and you're probably and you're surrounded by other vaccinated people who have all still, which Correct. we've seen that vaccinated people still are able to catch COVID. So well, well, it's this yes. whole deal. I don't, Kyle. I don't know. I, the the short answer is I don't know. You know, and neither do I. But you know what? It's also <laughs> a, very un, unnerving to hear the head of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, say, "Yeah, we screwed up a lot during the pandemic. We got to we got to we got to fix everything we did." So, yeah. yeah, you don't know. I don't know. They don't know. That's the worst part. But we're still like, at hey, least, you can't come play tennis in America. I, I, that, I think that has more to do with – is that more U.S. Open rules or is that – No, no, he can't he, – he's an unvaccinated foreign national. He can't yeah, come he over. Yeah, he can't come over. Yeah. He can't come over. So, anyway. Well, they would do it to us. They, I mean, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends I mean, they ain't letting who, us just fly out over either either. So. It depends on who the they <laughs> is, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to Nassau, is. Bahamas, and they – Make you. You're show. going or you went? I am going. And when they. You, when are you leaving? You. Uh, soon. Soon. We'll go with soon. All right, cool. Good for you. I got two, I got two kids in diapers. I'm not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, but you can't go anywhere. You I can't go lockdown. anywhere right now. You, you don't know it. This is the first time you're having to play man to man defense. I Kyle. got landlocked for like a couple of years now. I can't go anywhere right now. <laughs> I can't even go outside. I can't go outside. Not without her following me screaming. She wants to go outside. But anyway, now, episode 62. Who is the greatest to ever wear 62? All right, you ready? Yep, I got you. His name, and it's another throwback player. Throwback. And when I mean throwback, I grew up watching this man. He was body slamming, destroying people. Oh, who? All right. He was a mauler, straight up mauler for the San Francisco 49ers. His name is Guy McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Another offensive guard showing some more love back-to-back weeks. Bro, it's number 62. Who else are you going to choose from? (laughs) Hey. I'm just telling you. They're all guards and centers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Jason Kelsey, for God's sake. They're all guards and centers. Hey, you got to go what you got to do, all right? (laughs) Let me tell you why. And he was back in the day, 6'3", only 275. I didn't know this. He was from Thomasville, Georgia. I didn't know that. I totally did not know that. He was drafted um, in the third round, pick number 73. So, decent ways. I just knew him from the San Francisco 49ers, where he played from 1984 to 1993. He finished up uh, with the Eagles uh, in 1996. He went to Green Bay for one year in between. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion. Guy McIntyre. We're going whole resume here. I loved it. All right, I'm going Jason Kelsey, the uh, uh, you know more charming of the Kelsey brothers. Put it that way. 
Number 62. Why would you say that? Number one in your hearts. I don't know. I had to make up something he's better at than his brother. I was thinking, his brother's the best tight end in football. What's Jason Kelsey got? <laughs> Dude, he, he's a great he's a athlete. Player. He's a good he player. He is a great, a fantastic yeah, athlete. He is. I've seen him run. Look, I told you I only give centers and guards a lot of props when they can get second-level work done or they just destroy people at guard. But for centers, because they're usually the smallest, yep. whenever they're getting to that second level, they're cutting DBs. They're like – Getting blocks like that is I've only seen a couple couple of them be great at it. He is one of them. The other one I always give respect to and love is also Ryan Khalil, who will probably be my number. Well, we'll look at the 67s. I think there's some good defense players out there, but just little tease. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Little TV word for everybody out there. Okay. Okay. All right. right, You're 67. You're 62. I just said Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. That's who it was. I love it. All right. All right. So, now can we get back to being angry and ranting about things? Yes, let's go. Okay. So you and I, I walked in, and you and I were talking about uh, the Aaron Rodgers appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast. So I have not listened to all three hours. I, it's, a I, lot, it's a lot to listen to. Well, it's a lot. N- number one, I mean, who does a, who does a three-hour, like, they're just sitting down for three hours? Rogan, all the time. They get high, they do podcasts. So, I don't know how high he was, but he was smoking a cigar. I hated the way he was holding the cigar, number one. I bet he was very high, but anyway. <laughs> I bet well, very high. Well, well, I hope, well, maybe that's why the conversation went on for three hours. <laughs> I was just like, dude. It that w- could be it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's that could be it. All right, got it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pass my time to you. Did, Jay, did, 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 did Aaron Rodgers change – your mind about anything. Did Aaron Rodgers acquit himself well based on what you've heard? Because again, full disclosure, I'm 90 minutes into the podcast episode, basically. And I think there've been some points made that were interesting. I think there's been some, you know, uh, hypocrisy. It's a lot of truths in there. There's some things, right? But it is interesting to hear those two talk after being linked together, you know, in the media there for that, you know, couple of weeks where there were a lot of Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers jokes flying on Twitter. mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, there was a lot of them. And so, I don't know. What, what did you think about it? What did you think about the, the conversation? So, for the hour and something that I've watched or listened, I watched it. You only listened to it. So, I watched it. Oh, you did? On, okay. Yeah, like on TV. Well, my, at my boy's gym. Yeah. So, we're watching it. I'll probably try and watch it the next couple of days so I can finish the rest of it. I saw A-Rod has his hair pulled back. He's got that modern he man did. He kind did. of shirt. Yeah. Okay. He does. Yeah. All of that. Yes. Yeah, all that going on. But it, my opinion walking away from it is, and I've only listened to the, the first hours that it, my mind goes to, like, I met Aaron Rodgers when he was a, young, a younger guy in the NFL. And so it was Brett Favre's last year, actually, is when I met him, whatever year that was. I can't even remember that long ago. But, and now I watch him, and he was probably that, still that same guy. But I, is he trying to be an enigma? Is he trying to be um, – I think he doesn't give a shit anymore. And that's fine. That's fine. I think he doesn't give a shit anymore. I think he reads a lot. And so I think that, you know, he's... Do, does he... Does, Kyle, do you think he thinks that he's better than most people? Oh, dude, he's got an ego the size of a back <laughs> truck. Of course he does. <laughs> okay. But he's an NFL quarterback. They all do. They just, you know, exhibit it in different ways. No, not all of them. No, they just exhibit it in different ways. They, okay, there we go, yes. That's all I'm going to say. They just exhibit it in that, different I'll ways. I'll take that. You're no, an NFL separate. fucking franchise quarterback. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the alpha male of alpha males in, in many ways. Or many ways. Like, you're, you're what tens of millions of young boys aspire to Well, there's to only 32 up. of them, and he's one of the best. That's right. So, I mean, that just inherently comes with that Wait. a... 
So I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I don't know where. Me neither. Well. Me I, don't, neither. I don't know where in that. Me well. neither. I just think the archetype of the NFL quarterback is you're a big swinging dick. To be pretty crude about it, like that's what you are. That's the truth. So anyway, so I, I, you know what? I thought he had some some good points, and he and Joe agreed on a lot of different things. They talked about him not being vaccinated, but he said he felt like they were trying to make um, the NFL was almost like if you are. I thought he had some valid points in, and I'll just ruin it for anybody that's not have not watched. But he <laughs> said that the NFL, like everybody knew that he was not, like in the building knew that he was not uh, vaccinated. Because he was like, wearing a yellow wristband. Right, right. The wristband, like everybody knew, but it really was like separation, pretty much, right? Sure. And that's how they did it. That was the NFL's choice. Whatever that was that was agreed upon, they all did it. Or maybe it wasn't agreed upon. I don't know what the rules were. I was not there in these meetings. But he said he didn't feel like it was cool because everybody that was in to do the interview with a mask on because they wanted to wear a mask on uh, during the interviews, and he wouldn't do it. So that was like a big thing. And then when he caught it, like it was all over. I also didn't. I want to see the 500 pages that he said he sent to the NFL because he said he couldn't get the vaccination. A lot of people were, but he didn't. And it's because he was actually allergic. So it was a real reason behind it. Sure. He said he was allergic to one of the things in it and that when it first came out, it said this little warning thing where if you have this or allergic to this, you should not get this right. mRNA. He was allergic to yes. an element of the vaccine. Yes. So he was trying to do other things to do it. He, But then he also felt very offended because the NFL – you know, everybody that was saying, like, well, he's not looking after the health of his teammates. And he's like, yes, he was. You know what I mean? He was trying to do the best he could. He got it from somebody else. You know what I mean? So, um, but it was also he attended a party. Um, and then he said he got it from a teammate, but the teammate was back. I'm like, bro, you're not even supposed to be at the party. It was, like, wrong, but it was, like, not all. It was just I, I, could, I could see it, but. I mean, there were blatant hypocrisies. There were blatant hypocrisies in the way the NFL, the, in the way the NFL handled its business with COVID, and he's right to point some of those out. Yeah. But the way he defended himself from the whole immunized versus vaccinated, I thing, agree. It was like, okay, bro. Yeah, they didn't ask you any follow up questions. But yeah, yeah, you were yeah, Also but, deliberately vague and like, if you yeah. Believe, if you believe in a lie by omission, then that's kind of what you did. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, like, I'm not mad. If you didn't want to take the vaccine, that's your right. Like, I'm a big believer. I agree. I'm I agree. A big, big but, believer, and you don't force people to take va- vaccines and shots and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But that's it. like some of that stuff I found to be a little bit disingenuous in listening to the conversation. But I th- he makes some valid points about the testing protocols and about how there was some shaming involved, you know, in, in the way all this went down, especially mm-hmm. in light of, you know, some of the arguments that were made in favor of vaccines and masking that turned yeah. out to be And now that the numbers are coming out now right. that, but hindsight's always 2020. No question. Hindsight's always 2020. But you saw me, But at instance. the same time, but at the same time, we had other athletes that did all that. Did all what? Like, wore the mask. Sure. Died on that sword like Kyrie Irving, right? right? Who didn't play. Just like, you know, okay, well, I won't play home games. Like, he really died on that. And it, it kind of is like Aaron went out of the way to kind of like, he, he, I mean, he dodged it. And he, he said immunized knowing that he wasn't vaccinated. Sure. And so was that it just was maybe Kyrie wasn't clever enough to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, I get, no, I told you Kyrie died on the sword. He died on it. And so how'd that work out for him? It, I mean, he's still there. Yeah, but they don't really want him, and Nike just dropped him. Hey, 
he still may has made a ton. He's okay. I think he's going to be okay. All he has to do is go ball. Anyway, you're yeah. Pl- anyway, but like here's the thing. Rodgers, again, is smarter than he gets credit for from some people. He really is. I want to give him credit for that. I, bottom line for me is I'm really sick and tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers all the time. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm kind of over A-Rod. I, I, between the will he, won't he trade, you know, does he want out, does he hate Brian Gutekunst, did he, you know, punch Mike McCarthy in the nuts? I mean, it was just constant for two years. And so now there's this, and he's doing Rogan, which felt inevitable anyway. It was going to happen. Which I'm cool. Point. I'm cool with him doing Rogan. Well, no, that's, I thought it was interesting. That's why yeah, I listened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually found Rogan's last couple. I listened to everything. And that's you and I've had this conversation where if you tell somebody that you listen to Rogan, it's like, oh, you're one of those bros. It's like, no, nah, I mean, I, I listen to lots of things. He just happens to be one of them sometimes. Um, and he's been on a run lately of like the Mark Zuckerberg thing. Um, you know, late, he's, I think he's had Mark Zuckerberg, Aaron Rodgers, one or two others, but a couple of heavy hitters mm-hmm. that people have really been talking about in the news cycle. Like Mark Zuckerberg just admitted that the FBI contacted Facebook. It was like, hey, can y'all kind of tamp down this Hunter Biden laptop story? No big deal. NBD. Appreciate you. Okay, love you, bye. And, <laughs> it, and like he, like the, Mark Zuckerberg just admitted that, like it was just a casual thing. <laughs> he did. Um, that happened, and you know, then here's Aaron Rodgers. I, I read that. Right, and then here comes I up next it. Aaron Rodgers detailing all of the ways that unvaccinated players were treated behind the scenes by the NFL. Um, and again, like you said it best, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's no doubt it about that. Twenty twenty. But you also watched me grow increasingly frustrated by the COVID situation over a matter of months because in the beginning it was like all right cool this is new we all got to figure this out everybody shut up let's do that stop the curve that's cool let's slow the curve I just do that and then months later it's like y'all just keep you keep flip-flopping you keep changing your mind about things you keep reversing policies you keep telling us one thing's right then it turns out to not be right so that's why the head of the CDC Rochelle Walensky last week had to say hey, we got to re-examine everything because we were really bad in some areas during this pandemic. Our communication was shit. Yeah. The, the, the ways that we told people to do things was all, were, were awful. Some of the things we told you to do were outright wrong despite evidence sitting right in front of our face. Yeah. Like, this is the head of the CDC saying these things. And you watched me get pissed off over a period of about six months because yeah, I did. Like, I'm willing to fall in line to do things for the greater good, but y'all got to make some fucking sense yeah. or people are going to stop listening really quickly and that's exactly what the fuck happened. That is exactly what happened. A lot of people did and you angry at those times when yeah. people were not listening remember, the, remember they first lifted the mask mandate and i was in here just ranting and raving yeah. and i was like i ain't wearing a mask ever again man came six right months, back six months came later back. i had to, they're like no you can't come to the grocery store without one like, well fuck you guys i gotta eat it's fucked up but anyway so that's you know aaron Rodgers is ranting about covid and joe rogan's like not how bailey's ranting about COVID. now i'm ranting about COVID. <laughs> it's okay but no i i saw that the cdc um did come back and try and change some of the guidelines i i thought it was it was spot on. I, I think it's necessary. And I hope as not only the CDC, but everybody learns from this experience. We got to understand this was a once in a lifetime thing, right? We hadn't seen anything like this in our generation. Most people's lifetime. Right. And right. so I just hope the best of us do learn from that. And we hopefully we do as well, Kyle. Yeah. I, don't, I don't say... I don't think we it grew us any Fauci's closer. Fauci's retiring. Walensky's talking about they fucked up. Like, I just – things have to change. Because the problem, too, is how this got covered. And, you know, right now – well, not right now. But over the past couple of weeks, like, there have been some people figuring it out. Like, this whole monkeypox scare is bullshit. Like, nobody's getting monkeypox. No regular people are getting monkeypox. Damn sure nobody's dying from it. Uh, but, no. you know, it's still in the news all the time. Monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. It's like, nobody's dying from monkeypox. Well – have you looked into the research of it? Did I look at any medical studies? No. Okay. Why? Have you? 
Yeah, I've, yeah, I've read up a little bit about well, it. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm talk, I'm listening to the medical consensus from the medical community, from people that are talking about it, and they're saying, listen, it's, you know, not great if you're a, a gay man engaging in, you know, things. Right, right, right. But other than that, most people, you might get sick if you get it, but almost no one has died from monkeypox. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think it pretty much, well, that's also why it's not right. a big thing or a big scare. But, they still, but in the news all the time, it pops up, hey, monkeypox story, monkeypox Well, you got to be careful with it. There's a couple of different ways you can catch it. You can catch it, like, laying in the bed so if you just lay in somebody's bed that, well that damn Rome, everybody lays in the damn bed well kyle you got to be there it's more about touch it's not air airborne so it doesn't pass through air or anything like that it's not through saliva it doesn't come through me and you talking in a room closed right. off it does not pass that way no it's about touch and so if that person is on some like a, a bed for a long time they're laying in the bed and it does come from um, males that engage with other <laughs> right, males right and whether that male sleeps with a woman or or lays in the bed and like all that stuff but that is how it's passed and so the biggest problem that they're having with kind of continue to track it is that you know they can't ask the question of like who they're with you know what I'm saying like they don't have to share that information right. nor are people always honest with that information? I've, I've just ignored the, the news lately about that. Um, yeah, you know, I, this... I just read up on it, man, <laughs> through, uh, <laughs> through my News Weekly and stuff. It has I, no presence I get, in my I get life different. whatsoever. So once I heard that, like that was like 90-something percent of the cases. At that point, I was like, oh, bro, I'm not even worried about that. Right. It's not my lifestyle. I'm a married man and uh, faithful to my wife, and she's faithful to me, at least not I know of. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I cannot believe you just said that. She, I mean, she doesn't listen to our podcast. Let's she doesn't. Right. She doesn't. But I, my, my wife is. stopped listening to ours. Like, Y'all are dumb. Stop. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool. Deal. <laughs> That's fine by me. That's why I can say that, Kyle. I feel very free. We don't make it for y'all anyway. That's, yeah. You're not my target area. <laughs> you're not in my target. No. It's no. okay. Uh, so I have a question for you. Real All quick. Right. I don't know if you saw what happened today with this Baker Mayfield, Cynthia Freeland story. Did you see this? Did you hear me talking about I heard about, about this? it on your radio in passing today. Okay. Listening to you in so passing today. Cynth- after, after I picked up my kids. So Cynthia Freeland's the NFL data science woman she's a numbers pro good at what she does um you know she's worked there she also does sidelines for the buffalo bills in preseason um apparently when the bills came to charlotte on friday and played in the final preseason game at some point after the game her and baker who know each other to some extent had an exchange where she says and she came on my show today and it was hilarious she said baker told her uh i'm gonna go fuck them up when they play cleveland week one right i'm gonna go fuck them up and she got called out and she was like she, she said this on Around the NFL, the podcast, the most popular NFL podcast. And so people were like, I can't believe she shared that. You know, she broke the code or this, that, and the other. And it turns into this whole thing, right? And so she goes on a Cleveland show. Have they, to, asked, have they asked Baker about it? Uh, not to that point, right? Not at this point that I know of. Nobody has. Okay. And so she, she goes on this Cleveland show, and they want to ask her about it. And she's like, well, it was more like, you know, I kind of asked him, you know, or I, I egged it because she's a bit Baker fan. She was like, you know, go get him, go mess him up. She goes, and he just echoed what I said. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go fuck him up uh, week one. And so, you know, she is still taking heat for this. And she comes on with me at five o'clock and kind of relays the same story. But people are beating her up and they're like, nobody's ever, no player's ever going to give her a quote again and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Didn't y'all already think that Baker was this whole time thinking to himself and telling all his teammates, I'm going to go fuck him up week one? Like, I just assumed he's been saying that shit behind the scenes since he got here. 
Didn't you? Uh, yeah, right. when the schedule came out. Right. <laughs> like, what? He saw him and he was like, oh, I'm going to fuck him up. It should be no surprise. Right. Why is it so? But she, like, they said she broke the code or whatever else. And she's like, she told us she reached out to Baker already to be like, hey, just this is why I said this. I hope, you know, we're cool. But, you know, she was trying to share a funny story. And, but they, people are trying to build it up for more than what, Kyle, this happened to me one time in did the it? NFL. Yes. I was going to ask you that. Uh, yes. So this happened to me one time. It was actually here in Carolina. And so we were about to play Seattle. And we had already beaten Seattle early in that year, the year we went undefeated in 2015. So we beat them in like we early in the season. We went to Seattle and beat them last second. You know, uh-huh. Cam to Greg over the middle, touchdown. Yep. Came back in Seattle. It was great. Then we freaking um, – we play them again in the playoffs for like – after the bye. So I guess it was the second round because we had a bye that year. All right. And so next thing you know, we're, uh, they, they reporters asked me, like, you know, about the matchup, da-da-da. And I just like, well, I mean, do you, how do you think we're going to do against them? It was almost like they were talking up Seattle so much. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, I mean we're the better team. <laughs> like, I expect to win. Like, we're going to win. Like, we're the better team. We have yeah. better, like, we've been better all year long. Like, what do you want me to say? We already beat them. Like, I didn't say we already beat them, but I, I said we're the better team, and I expect us to beat them. We're go- like, we're better than them, and we've been better than them all year long. The audacity of you to say You that. know what I mean? Like, he's coming at me. <laughs> and so it, it made the newspapers. My brother called me the next morning like, dude, man, I got all my boys, you know, I'm working with them and stuff. they like, bro, your brother talking shit? He talking <laughs> shit? <laughs> he's like what he said man your brother man they got him all in the paper talking about i mean oh we the better team he's like oh we the legion of boom they we don't want to check i'm like right my brother's like yeah man i mean his team has more wins like what are you talking about of course he's gonna say what you want him to say no, oh no i gonna walk out uh, yeah you know, i don't know uh, <laughs> it's it's stupid so people try and make things up just because like early if they don't have something anything could be newsworthy. but at the end of the day all players feel that way and if you don't why are you there why are you there? So your brother was living in Seattle at the time. Yes, right? he was living in Seattle. That's hilarious. Yeah, and so he called me and was like, dude, everybody like, why you why your brother talking shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, I wasn't talking. He's like, man, I know you weren't talking shit. I'm like, they asked me the question. They were trying to boost up Seattle. And I'm just like, we're the better team. Oh, what are you I like? What are you trying to say? I just hear Seattle Sports Radio. <laughs> oh, they were Carolina going, safety Roman Harper thinks. They were going <laughs> bananas, my brother said, all week. Uh, that's great. And we won the game. So that's thank fantastic. You. Well, I just thought it was funny because she's and it's like some Panthers fans coming out. And here's my favorite. Part. What are Panthers fans coming so out? Panthers help, fans are so help me out with this. Help me out with this. Because I had a couple people that so hard to describe them well, at times. Okay, right. They 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 are a couple of guys coming at me. Like one of them just tagged me. You don't talk radio, Kyle. What yeah, I know. What it, it's talk radio is the funniest. And I only can say that because I've been in there with you and I, I love that part of it. It's like the text line is off it's, the chain. It's off the chain. Because everybody thinks about the callers. No, 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 no. The text chain is crazy. People say all kinds of stuff because they kind of can't. I can't read 80% of it. <laughs> yeah. I'd get fired, right? <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. So anyway, yes. one of these guys, actually 31 minutes ago as we do this podcast, his, 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 he's got a handle. It's TFB on the text line and on, on Twitter. But he tags me in this Mary Kay Cabot tweet that says, Miles Garrett tells Cleveland.com, the Browns will take it and will use Baker Mayfield's I'm going to fuck you up remark for motivation in opener versus Panthers. <laughs> 
I have a feeling that Miles Garrett was going to try to rip Baker Mayfield's head off regardless of whether or not he heard what Baker Mayfield said. I bet you Miles Garrett had those intentions either way, right? Agreed. Okay. So I have people telling me today. I think, I, think, I think now he may talk some shit, though, once he does it. Oh, God. Right. So that'll be good. I actually like it. Let's make it. Let's make I it a great. It. It's let's you make love it a great sports. Game. Sports is entertainment at the end oh of the day. Gosh, it's beautiful. We are hyping a fight right now. Right. And uh, I'm excited to watch the week one game. I'm yes. not lying. Well, me too. But anyway, they're saying, hey, why did she have to give them this bulletin board material? I'm like, dude, that, that works in college. In the pros, it might on an individual level if a certain dude gets pissed off and goes off and has a, a big day. But the NFL is about execution. You know, play calling, winning on the margins. Like you're the best of the best. Like you, yes. You don't win games on emotion. You win games on who is the better execution. Foot. Right. That's it. So yeah, bulletin board material. We talk about it in sports. It's gonna like it's gonna fire up Steve Smith when he plays the Carolina Panthers for the first time as a Baltimore Raven, right? But if the defense sucks that day, Baltimore still might lose the game. Yes. Right? So I mean, the point's the point. But there's like she had to give him all this bulletin board material. I'm like, what? How much? Do, how much better do you? Th- you think the Browns? You think Jacoby Brissett's going to turn agree. in? I agree. I agree. Sean Watson like, on the field because I, Baker said a mean <laughs> thing. Because Baker said some. Baker talked a little shit. You think Jacoby Brissett's suddenly going to play like a Hall of Famer? <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you say this? No, I had to, no, no, no. I didn't say that. Part. I wish you would I have. Didn't say the Brissett part. <laughs> I, I didn't say the Brissett part. I wish you would have. It's so true, Kyle. You don't it win is that so way in the true. NFL, dude. No, you don't. And I didn't play in the NFL. But like, I just... That's just a true statement, Kyle. And so that is why I say it is allowed. Because as long as you're honest, bro, it's cool. Right? And anybody that's real with themselves would agree with you on that statement. Yeah. It's like Baker Mayfield has absolutely nothing to do with Jacoby Brissett's performance. Nothing whatsoever. Nothing. Can't control it at all. Jacoby Brissett <laughs> may not even know what Baker Mayfield said right now. He may not even know doesn't even matter and he doesn't care either way because he has to go out there and perform and do his job right right and he understands how much pressure on him is as look as a quality backup quarterback you will always keep your job as long as you can win half the games you start when we need you can you win half the games if you can win half you will keep a job in the nfl yep and the times that you do not win those half games half of the when you got to fill in then you might be Looking for they're gonna be looking for your replacement, or you might be looking for a new job. They, he did you watch it? The, it's like when Sean Payton told me, he said, Hey, Roman, because I missed the tackle. And he said, Bill Parcells told him to tell me that a safety that can't tackle is a safety that doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Parcells sent that message to you. That's what Sean told me. I was like, damn, I'd never forget that. That's funny as hell. <laughs> oh, that's funny as shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I, it's but funny But I, I made that same tackle next week, though. I bet you did. I did. <laughs> I guarantee you did. I did. I just, people put, and I know it's a fan thing and it's cool. Fans are the, are the fuel to all of this, right? I'm a fan. But sometimes you just kind of lose trade. The bulletin board material. Man, some of these dudes leave the practice field. They go home and they play Fortnite for six hours and they, they watch Star Wars reboots. Like, they don't watch football. They're not, they're not surfing Twitter for sports news. <laughs> not at like, all. Some of these dudes might not even know. Like, how do you think you end up in a situation where a guy like Donovan McNabb doesn't know the overtime rules in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> because he does other shit when he gets off work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe he should have known that. I don't know. Talking about that, sorry. Did you see this, though? Did you see T.O. run uh, like a 4-4? Four, four? 
Uh, dude, thank you for bringing that up. How? <laughs> dude. How is a 48-year-old man running a 4-4-40? About, I don't know. I don't know if you're on the hygienics or and whatever he it is. And signed based solely on that? Bro, he playing little that little uh, arena team, arena league, where this they like calling the plays. This is a Fame wide receiver we're talking about. But he's about. doing that just for fun, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's still running a 4-4. Oh, yeah. He and did. he wants to play, I think, right? I don't know if he really want to take that bang, though. That's the problem. Yeah, he ain't trying to take that bang. Though. He can fly. He can still run, bro. He can still bounce. He can still dunk and do all that, probably. He's, he, he's going to be 68 years old and, and still running a sub-540, isn't he? And still telling everybody I love me some me. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I was thinking about that today. So, I, I know Terrell, man. He's a cool dude once you, like, get to know him a little bit. And, like, and he's got to trust you, too, a little bit. I can but, feel But he that. is yeah. who he is, though. But he's always probably been that same person. You know what I mean? And he's not the only football player that I've ever seen do it by a million miles. Or any famous person. I thought frankly. it was funny, though, when he tried – when he uh, – when he – put the video with the, the the white lady calling her Karen and stuff. Oh. oh, my. And he was like, bro, I want to press charges on her. I'm like, bro, you, you really going to settle down. He was like, <laughs> he was dead ass about it. Dead ass. I didn't talk to him about it, but I know him. So I was, we, had, we were at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis a few years ago, and they had Radio Row in the Mall of America next to the food court where the, uh, the theme park is inside the mall. Whose idea that was? I don't know. But they had us herded in like cattle. Right. So we have all these major market stations, you know, all these former NFL guys that are doing radio now. We're all in this like pin and the players that are coming through repping their brands or just coming on to do interviews with us. You know, they're all having to make their way through this this maze to get wherever they got to go. And T.O.'s coming through. Right. And he's walking through. He's weaving through. And it's almost like nobody else is there when he's walking. Right. He can't be distracted. He's got his blinders on. You got dudes trying to talk to him, fans trying to get his autograph. Like, again, I've seen dudes locked in that, you know, don't really pay it, but nothing quite like him. Number one. Nothing me, quite like him. Let me tell you why. Why? Well, just listen to how you're even telling this story. Number one, you don't even call him. Like, I call him Terrell. You call him T.O. He is T.O. Yeah. You got to understand. Like, that's. That's why he's walking the way the way he is. Absolutely. No, I get that. <laughs> did, did he have shades on? Yes. Of course. Absolutely. That was, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, he had shades <laughs> on in the Mall of America. And I just watched this man walk through, and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's not even aware the rest of us are here. And it's, it's deliberate. And he can do that in a way that I, don't, I haven't seen many people do. So, yeah, that, that's, I saw that 4-4, four and, four and that was just stupid. That was ridiculous that a 48-year-old man is doing that. <laughs> it was so – it was, it was kind of like, wow. It was a big wow It moment. wasn't kind of like wow. It was He just... was rolling too, but I'm glad – you know what? The reason why he ran that fast too is also because he was racing to get somebody. Like if he's just doing that by himself, I don't know if he does that. But when you're running and, and competing and racing with somebody, like those dudes are rolling. Oh, yeah. He's scooting. Oh, yeah. He had a great start, too. I, I need something with a motor to go that fast. <laughs> and he's doing it 48 years old. It's nuts. He was getting it. That, you know what? Maybe I need a sprint. I need a sprint. Do you? I need a sprint. Maybe. When's I the last time you ran at full speed? Oh, it's been a minute. I tried it. When? Saturday. Sunday. Oh, this just happened. It didn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's tough. When that, that's the response of how did it do it? <laughs> didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. But silver lining, I fucking smoked my nephew in a race. Oh, destroyed him. Destroyed him. Now he's nine years old, so I don't know how good I should feel about that. But I smoked doesn't him. doesn't matter. It wasn't close. 
And he's out here giving like excuses. He's like, oh, my shoes weren't tied, or you know, I, I didn't get off to a good start. And I just looked at him. I was like, bro, that's just, your fault. It's the first time I've run full speed in like a decade, and I just smoked you. So I'm gonna celebrate this one because that shit. That's hurt. his fault. That hurt. It was it was rough, dude. Yeah. So I think I could still. I mean, I could still outrun my kids. Oh no. Yeah. Well, yeah. You would. You would. But there's just something about like, and you know this, having done it more than anybody else, when you haven't run at top speed in a while. When you try it for the first time, oh, you better watch, man. You got to warm that stuff up. You can't just like, like, nah. That your body screams. You, it's not like <laughs> it's not like jumping in the pool. You know what I mean? No. Where it's like, I just jump in, then I'm gonna be all right. No, it's no, not it's that. not like that. It's not that. Like I, stuff will break and pop, and yeah, like, yeah, you can hurt something if you don't like. You, you know those cartoons, like uh, old dick, the old timey cartoons, and they ride some rickety fucking you know thing down the hill, and it would start to come apart. <laughs> That's how my body felt when I was running. I felt like shit was coming apart, just flying all over the place. I'm just glad it wasn't a 400 meter. You wouldn't have made it. Oh Kyle. God, no. <laughs> You wouldn't have made it. Wouldn't have made a hundred. <laughs> Stopped at like seventy three. What do you mean? <laughs> How far was the race? Uh, it was a. Four, it was down here at Freedom Park at the forty yard dash thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, we jumped on that, and I, I raced him at the, the forty. By the time I got to the end, I'd already started cruising. I had to. I had to slow up because I, I, like I was going. Everything was. Wheels were coming off. It was. It was done. Wheels was coming off, man. I mean, it was like a six three forty. I was sprinting hard, dude. I don't. I don't. It was not a six three. I have no idea what it was. It, it, it doesn't matter. It very well could have been. I just have no idea what it was. <laughs> you know what? My kids and I, we go out there and race out there a little bit, man. Oh, it's dude. fun to see them run. I, I, I got to get my kids in as they get older. I want them to start doing some track too. Do you? Yeah, I do. I want them to sprint. I want dude, them to learn how to run. I just. I was never attracted to um, track it, as a kid. So I, I did. I threw I, shot. I did not run track. Okay. Um, I did a little bit, but I never did it like seriously. So like I ran how I ran, but I feel like I could have been even faster if I learned how to run. I just feel like you learn how to run. Oh, absolutely. Faster. So it can only help you out in everything. So when I was running, I was throwing. That's why I would, that's for me. That's why I want to get, teach my kids. Right. And so before baseball season, right during the winter, I, when I got to high school, before I stopped playing basketball, I would, th or after I stopped playing basketball, I would throw shot, you know, indoor track. And so I was, you know, I would see, would watch the sprinters mm -hmm. and I would try to pick up on some of the techniques and see if, you know, I could do, cause it, of course I'm not a fast guy, but yeah, there is an art to being fast. There's no doubt. There's an art it's to being power. fast. It's power striking the ground. It's bomb, bomb. It's arms. It's turnover. Like you can, you can improve your speed if you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, even from like, like, I mean, you're not going to be fast, but you'll be faster. You'll be faster. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you can improve. There's no question. It's an art that, to be fast. Anybody. So um, that is why I know you said you've never been attracted to it, but for me, with my daughters especially, I want to try and give them oh, that Oh, I think element. it's a great thing. It, it can only give them advantage. I just never had that impulse to be like, you know what? I want to go run fast and a lot. You, I've, ne I've never had that, in, that so, impulse. So, Kyle, I know, um, number one, we're going to have to pause for a second. Why? Okay, let's do that. And we're back. Roman got a FaceTime from a fucking Cleveland Browns super fan over there who knows every factoid about the Cleveland Browns Dude, everything ever. spit off nothing but facts about Did the whole boy run. Rocco, how does he know everything about everything in the history of the Cleveland Browns? Bro, bro he's involved. He, and he is the biggest Browns fan. He, look, he's... Roman ends a FaceTime like, bro, we got to finish this podcast. I'll call you later. He goes, bull rush. Remember that. Bull rush. <laughs> he said the new center can handle the bull rush. That's what he's on right now. I was like... He's like... He know, he's know, he's telling me from every player, from every position. He Because I, I, I had to know. I was like, because we were literally just talking about Baker Mayfield and, you know, what he had said. 
And I was like, well, how's it going? What, what does the Cleveland fan think? And he's, he lets me know immediately, you know, Miles Garrett was well, already right. and, ready but, to but go goes, get him a, anyways. It's a homecoming game for Jadavion Clowney. I'm like, it is. Yeah, but, like, he's been here before. So I don't know how, much that, I don't know how much that one matters, A. And, B, he, he said, you know, Miles Garrett already didn't like Baker. And but, again, that's where I go back to what I told you. He was already planning to rip his head off. Yeah, got that, to yeah we already said that. We, we knew already that. knew he didn't like it. <laughs> so he was that. already going to try to rip Baker's head off. <laughs> that's not really an issue here. No. That's it. So, no, nah, that was funny as hell. It oh, was. God, that was funny. Yeah. So, what, I have a question for you. You and I haven't talked. I don't – we did talk about – did you and I talk about the Br- – we talked about the Tom Brady absence from training camp because you and I haven't seen each other in like two and a yeah, half Yeah, but weeks. it's advanced, though. It's what? It's, ad, it's advanced. The story's we, advanced. Yes. Okay, so this was two and a half weeks ago, I guess, you and I did the podcast. Then you left the planet. I didn't see you for forever. And I had a kid. So you, <laughs> so we're talking about Brady, and we're laughing like, of course you're going to let him back. I mean, he, what are you going to do, give the ball to Blaine Gabbert? Well, here we are like two weeks later. He's back. And I was talking about this today. Uh, he doesn't look the same. And like, like he's got interior offensive linemen dropping like flies. They're getting hurt down there. And, um, you know, Gronk's not coming back. And it's a different team. Like, I don't know. About, like, I, I'm not counting Brady out. I'm not that stupid. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I was listening to Rick Stroud. I've talked about this a couple of times. Rick Stroud, who covers the Bucks for, like, the Tampa Bay Times, he went on the Dan Patrick show last week and was, at, he was talking about this. And you could tell Rick knew something. But he wasn't at liberty to say or he didn't know the full story. But the implication was clear. And he kept saying, look, this wasn't a vacation. This has been planned. Uh, it's going to come out at some point what this was about. But it wasn't a vacation. And, you know, blah. and then Brady comes back and does that, that, that press conference where he's like, I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Right. And which is true. Most 45 year olds I know, they got a lot of shit going on. Right? Yeah. But yeah. still, you know, Brady just he looked different to me. Like, I don't know if he's tired, if he's got something going on or whatever. And maybe he comes out and just slices and dices everybody again because he's Tom Brady. It's very possible he does that. But, like, Kyle Brandt was on the uh, was on Good Morning Football this morning on the NFL Network. And he was I like, love his energy. And well, he was like, I like the Panthers the most in the NFC South right now. That's one man's opinion. But, um, but two months ago, that was a ridiculous opinion. Like, <laughs> two months ago, like, hell, two weeks ago, that was a ridiculous thing to say. Right? And we all agree with that. Yes. But like, I, there's, there are some people starting to doubt Tampa. And if it's not Tampa, the rest of the division is not really all that clear. And, like, Atlanta's going to suck. Um, the Saints just traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson away today. And I'm not sold on Dennis Allen, personally. Uh, don't dislike the guy. It's just as a head coach, his record is what it is. Until he, I see otherwise, it's just I'm going to see 8-28 and 28 as a head coach. Like, we'll see. Um, but they, I know they got talent, but they don't have Sean anymore. And Sean was, you know, I mean, you know better than anybody that Sean was the play, was the guy that made that place go, right? Um, Not just him, but, like, he was the top of it. Well, he was the head coach. Um, I, <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it was his show. Was, he was the head coach. Right, that's all He I mean. set the tempo. He set the pace. Right. And so um, I'm, I'm anxious to see, that would be the term I would see, say or use to see what this NFC South is. You look at Tampa Bay. I mean, the addition of Julio Jones is – big if you get I know Julio's gonna miss four games yeah but other than that he's gonna that's a really good threat and so he's Julio Jones yeah man he's and he has Tom Brady so I think they will I actually like Tampa right now I trust them the most out of everybody I still believe um you do I do yeah all right all right and then um the Saints it comes gonna come down to quarterback play 
and taking care of the football. I think defensively they're set. They're really rock solid. Tyron Matthew is going to be a boss. I think he's going to ball in there in New Orleans. I also like the addition of the Marcus May kid, the other safety. They got some young corners that are good. So defensively they're going to be good. Carolina, I want to see it. I just want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it could be great. It could not be great. You know? Oh, I so, yeah. so sure. So if, if they won ten games, I wouldn't be shocked. If they won four games, five games, I wouldn't be shocked. That's how this season could go. I'd and be a lot of it has to do won four or five games. Well, that would be worst case scenario. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. I think like, seven da, to da, ten da, is da, a da. sweet spot. I think seven to ten is a sweet spot. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I think this division, the way it is, you're gonna you should get two wins against Atlanta. Period. You could they can beat every team in the division. I don't think they're I don't I don't think they're better than Tampa if what you're like what you're saying and laying out mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say they're better than Tampa. But Tampa lost to some bad teams over the you know last two years Tom Brady was there, so of course they can be beaten. Well and, and so that's another thing is like if you look at the numbers, Tom Brady hadn't beat the Saints since he got there. Right. So like the Saints ain't scared of Tom Brady either. Like this is what they do. Right. So they're mentally already that's two wins for them. You know what I mean? Sure. So, from that point, all you got to do is win your division. That's your first goal. Well, I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm just glad it's here. Kyle, it's here. We had we had college football last weekend. Vandy put up 62, boss. That happened. That happened. Vandy put up Don't 62. Don't start hyping Vandy, though. Don't do the, the SEC network thing and start hyping Vandy. I'm not. I'm just telling you football's back. That's well, that's it. awesome. That's the best right? part. But, like, Clark Lee's out here talking about Vandy being the best program in America at SEC media. He did days. not say that. It's his expectation while he's at Vanderbilt. It's for the Commodores to be the best program in America, <laughs> which seems like unrealistic expectations to me. <laughs> I mean, yes, Kyle. That's, that's really hard. I don't – nobody imagines that. He I, does. I, I think he – well, yeah, because – I, I get it. Him, you got to shoot for the stars. No doubt, man. And uh, he wants it's, – it's holistically. That's what he means. No, what is it? Shoot for the moon? It's not just the football. It's the holistic the – whole, the whole thing to it. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yeah, you shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. No doubt. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. So, that is it. No, look, it's back. But can we please – Yeah, I don't want to get on tangent on No, Brandy, no, 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 no. But, like, college football. Uh – this Scott Frost thing has me way more upset than it should. <laughs> the onside kick. Yes. <laughs> I had money on Nebraska, first and foremost. Oh, which is, man, uh, which even is even worse. Which is upsetting enough, right? You're cruising. I took him to cover. I, I had him. No, a, man. It, it sucks bold because. Pick. Bold pick, right? People get, people get me side out. They're like, what do you mean to go? What do you mean to go cover? And I'm like, they're better. They, I, I think they're better. I think it's going to be a big year for Scott Frost. And then they're up 11 in the third quarter. Spreads 11, right? They got the game under control. And this dude. All you got to do is kick the ball off, get a three and out, ready to go. This dude. Tripping onside kick. Call it onside kick. And just gave all the momentum back to Northwestern. Like Pat Fitzgerald after the game was like, yeah, that play gave us all the momentum. They scored five plays later. <laughs> and that was it. And Scott Frost, after going 13-0 and at UCF in 2017, 13-0, and has won 15 games in four years and one game <laughs> at Nebraska. <laughs> Dude. Do you know if he won 52 straight games, he would have to win 52 straight games to match the number of wins that Bo Pelini had at Nebraska. And they fired Bo Pelini because he only won nine games a year at Nebraska. Very true. 52 wins in a row. And they felt like that Scott Frost was going to be their guy. Yeah. 
he was going to come in and just kill it. Yep. He'd have to win 52 games in a row to match the number, and he'd still have a worse winning percentage. Um, that's how disappointing. Who could have seen that coming? I, I did not. I did not anticipate that. I mean, so I have a, a guy that um, go a former teammate. His name's Scott Shanley. He played at Nebraska, played linebacker. And so Shanley has jumped on this train. He's like, bro, he's divorcing Nebraska. It hurts him to say it. But he had to sign the papers this weekend, bro. He's like, I'd rather not care because it hurts when it, your, your team is bad. You know, we have other. I'm sad for them. Yeah, man. Because Nebraska they care was, so much. Well, Those and now, care it, so but, much. but you, you might have missed the curve as well. Right. If you missed the curve. Oh, they missed that it. bell curve. I think they missed it. They missed because it. it's going to be really hard to like, how do you recruit? Right. And, like, and who I mean you go so- get that's going to like be able to get players like that. And it's only like two dudes, three dudes that like have that ability, like no matter where they're at, they just. I could repeat the question that people ask all the time of, you know, why would you want to go live in Nebraska? Because but, who? Yeah, exactly. But, 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 to, but people from Florida where the best athletes are. And they don't want to go to Nebraska. They used to when they Nebraska u- had the best of everything. Right. But they, now Nebraska doesn't have the best of everything. And other and now you can still be good at other teams. Like other programs are better. So, and I was talking about this today. And in warmer weather. You ever been around Nebraska fans? Alabama ever played Nebraska and you, you were there? No, my brother went to a they're game like, They're the there. nicest people. My like, brother said that. He went up there and watched my older brother, Ronnie, play. Troy played him. Uh, when I was in college, that's what I mean. Like, I, and I mean this my sincerely. Red freshman year. It's it, why I'm my, sad They for said it. it was so. They said the people were awesome. My brother was like, "Dude, it's nice people ever, bro." They were cheering for us. Like, they were cool. They were nice. It's the opposite of the Miami issue. Like, I revel yeah. in their. I revel in their misery because their fan base is terrible, right? <laughs> like, I hope they're never good again. But like Nebraska people, and I'm kidding, Miami fans, am I? Uh, but Nebraska fans are the nicest people. So I'm sad for them because like that was the big homecoming. Our guys coming home. Scott Frost just went 13 and at UCF claimed a national championship if Scott Frost can't win here nobody can win here Scott Frost has won 15 games in four seasons in Lincoln Nebraska and like he got a lifeline from Trevor Maddich the new AD Um, you know they've circled the wagons for him and then he goes and does that against Northwestern in the opening game in Dublin, Ireland, where everybody's watching that game. Yes. It, you don't get it was co- the only game on. You don't get covered up by the other games. You're the only shit on at 8.30 in the morning. And anybody who's watching college football is watching that, and they're watching you give that game away when this is a pivotal year for you, Scott Frost. And everybody was like, why did you do that? Holy crap, man. Like, no one could have known in a million years it was going to go this bad. Well, not only that, but so as a coach – you want to be able to affect the game, but you don't want to affect the game. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I want to affect the game by the way I prepare my players, having them ready, yep. understanding the game plan, what it's going to take to win this game, being on the same page, not making mental mistakes. Like, I taught you to, to be able to reactionary everything that's going to happen to you. So it's not the first time that you've ever seen this. Now, if it does, you should have rules that you can lean on or something I've coached you on. Like, you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? not make a call or get a penalty because I'm yelling at the ref to affect the game. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what Scott Frost did. He affected the game. And then he throws his offensive coordinator. And I I know he took some responsibility. I don't don't think he tried to avoid it. But when he said, I think our offensive staff learned that you got to be more creative in this league. Mark Whipple was just the OC at Pitt last year with Kenny Pickett. 
right? So they put up all kind of stupid video game numbers. They broke records. So Mark Whipple leaves Pitt. He goes to Nebraska. You know, he's coming to save Scott Frost's job. Game one, they blow a lead. Dumb decision on an onside kick. And after the game, he's like, well, I think our offensive staff sure learned a lesson tonight. It's like, bro, why are you doing this? It's game one. <laughs> Slow down. You got like six weeks before you start, you gotta start throwing people under the bus. Like, what's that about? Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad uh, quote. I'm just sad for these people. That was a bad quote. I'm sad because and, and look, Nebraska fans are, Kyle, for as sad as you are for them, they're they're hurt worse than you. I, absolutely, they are. All There's right? no question about it. Here's here's some hope. What's on Virginia the Tech going to do? Here's I don't, don't want to talk about that. Here's some hope on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> here's some hope on the horizon. Panthers have an underwhelming season. Next head coach in the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Matt Rule, coming back to save Cornhusker football. <laughs> Boom. That's the best I got for you. Boom. That He's pretty is, good at that. He's pretty good at reviving programs, so I'll give him that. He, I mean, he's done a good job. He did it at uh, uh, Baylor and um, Temple. But I, I think they're going to win some games this year. Moving on from that, though, um, the, the real college football week is here, though. And you start traveling. My Saturdays are booked. This, I, this is the best time of year. Where are you going for week one? We are going to Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. I mean, Fayetteville, sorry. I don't know why I always say Little Rock. It's Fayetteville. And Sam uh, Pittman's a national treasure. Dude, he's, he's excellent for that, that team, that yes, university. I feel like they've done a good job. Their AD's done a good job there. I, don't, I can't enunciate his name, but they've done a good job. Like, they got the right coaches in Arkansas. Right. Like, everybody's doing a good job. All the sports are good, from baseball to football, basketball. They were just in, what, the Elite Eight? Something like that. So, they're doing a really good job there. Sam Pittman's perfect just because – He's a great person. He loves Arkansas. And, like, he's an O-line coach, bro, that kind of hit the lottery and loves where he's at. They love him. It's just a good relationship. I hope he keeps it rolling. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're good for each other. He yeah. loves that place. Like I he, feel like it can only go up from where it is. And, like, even if up is not always to a championship, but I feel like at least they'll be able to continue to compete. And he just seems like a good fit. And I feel like he would step down if it wasn't. Well, I mean, I think he could get – well, Petrino was a different kind of coach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an offensive guy. But, like, I, I th if, if he could achieve something close to that level of success, yeah. th they'll never let him go anywhere. No. He's one of theirs. Right? And I'm not saying they have to set the bar low, but still, like you said, give people a reason to care year over year. Because, like, when I was – when I was growing up, like you were Arkansas, you're like, oh, I, I, I want to watch Arkansas play football. Arkansas played ball, bro. Absolutely, I they mean, they, did. They were, they could, and so, but then there was that, there was a several year stretch where they just miserable, it's hopeless, they were terrible. Yeah, they didn't win an SEC game for a couple of years. Right, and and I think Vandy, so Vandy has to win an SEC game this year, or they're going to break the record. And so, you know, actually. Arkansas does not have the most consecutive SEC losses. It's actually um, – Vanderbilt. Um, huh? Is it Vanderbilt? No, 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 it's not. Vandy has to try and – if Vandy doesn't win one this year, they'll, they'll pass them. But it's actually uh, Sewanee. Oh. Sewanee was actually one of the original teams in the SEC. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so, when they were in, they had the longest losing streak. I didn't streak. think They about got that. it, and it hasn't been broken since. So, it's like 1940 What's something. the streak? It's oh I have to look it up. Hold on, I got it. I got you. I want to know is, what it is. But that now. is the longest one. And Vandy has to. Uh, they need to. They don't want to. I don't. They need to win an SEC game. This Thirty-seven. Year. Yeah, they need to win an SEC game this year, Kyle. Wow. 
That's they're crazy. right at it. So um, that's right. So Vanderbilt matched yes, Swanee for the longest SEC losing streak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. about that? So they got to get it. It's going to be tough this year. But. How about that? But yeah, <laughs> that that week two game. Speaking of Arkansas, though, that week two game with with South Carolina. Um, that's going to be big. That's a big. So I, I that game's in Columbia, right? Or is well, it? I'm, no, no. That game's in Arkansas, because I think then South Carolina hosts Georgia the next week. I believe. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Yes. Um, but that's, that, right. that week two game is a big, big game. I just love that they got some really good competition early. We're going to see where teams are at. Yeah, it is. It, it's at Arkansas. We don't have week. to wait three games, yeah. you know, four games with some cupcakes. No. Let's go ahead and kick it off and let's see what it is. I, I'm excited. Kyle, I, I really have one of the luckiest jobs in the world, bro. I get to talk ball. I get to watch a lot of ball. And I'm watching – Pretty much the best college football, the best that college football has to have, uh, an offer in terms of athlete athletes, high level of football players, uh, draftable players that are going to be playing on Sundays, and also great coaching. Yeah, bro, we know it just means more. It, thank you. You said it, not me. <laughs> but at least that means we've said it enough where people understand it. And so, <laughs> it, it's cool to see that part of it and it's cool to be celebrated but it's so much controversy though you know auburn with brian harson that whole deal uh they just fired their ad so you know the coach doesn't have a leg to stand on he just got there they tried to do a coup and get him out of here this summer <laughs> that didn't happen it was just like what a disaster that is like, you got you got a you got you got ad's at what tennessee that are speaking out in support of green you know, saying it's you know, they're glad to see him get out of that mess down there at Auburn. Like, wh- how bad is that situation? I'm not. I'm not into. I'm not tied into it. No, no, no. Kyle, but I'm but just, I'm just from the outside looking no, 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 in. No, no, no. I'm asking rhetorically. You never see <laughs> ads of you know fellow schools and conferences making statements like that. It doesn't. So I didn't even see that. that so happened? that that speak. Yeah. So that speaks to how. Who uh, said that? Which one? Uh, Tennessee's ad was Kevin White, right? Um, I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh, I'm going to write it down. I'm gonna and and uh, you have other ADs speaking out. Or Danny White, excuse me. He's Kevin White's brother. Okay. Um, speaking out on his behalf on Twitter saying, you know, basically complimenting him saying, you know, great to see you get out of that mess of a situation. He's when the they're saying, brother? Yeah. When, when they're saying things like that publicly, yeah. the Auburn situation, to your point, they just tried to run Brian Harson out after a year. Now, I saw some of the reports on the message boards and allegations of some impropriety. <laughs> like, I, I know what that was all about. I saw it. Um, and I'm sure you did too. But still, first year? First off season, like you took a chance on a dude from Boise, Idaho, who played at Boise State. Like you didn't think it was going to take a minute for him to get used to the deep south. Like all this dude's ever and known. And he is- brought in his like he brought in people and coaches that were. It was just a lot. It was all kinds of stuff. You know he he brought in the new OC after firing Bobo right, last year. Right. He was there for like a month and was like, you know what? I think I need to be not even a whole month. It was just there a couple of weeks, and then he was like. I need to spend more time with my family and left. I'm like, what? Like, you're a coach, bro. You don't, you don't get to spend time with your family. Like, that's not part of the deal. Everybody knows that. Part of the job. That is part of the job. You don't see him from <laughs> August to January. No, maybe he didn't understand what recruiting was going to be. So that aspect of it may have been different. Um, the defensive coordinator also uh, walked away. Um, so he took a job at where? Oklahoma State or Sounds somewhere. about right. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, out the, out that way. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to see where Auburn's kind of been doing. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they won eight games. I wouldn't be shocked if they won four games. Did you see this headline that the Cowboys cut every quarterback on their roster except for Dak? Did you see that? No. You ever seen anything like that? 
um, that means Dak's their guy, and they probably like other quarterbacks that are out there that uh, are going to get chopped. It doesn't mean they won't return practice squad or right. anything else, but still, it's funny. It's funny. All right, we got to roll. Good catching up, buddy. It's been that long. It's been that long. Blue bye, man. We'll All do right. it again soon. So you, right. You're back in town. Ta- well, you're going to the Bahamas. When you're back from the Bahamas, we'll thanks, do it again man. Soon. I'll be back Monday. I got to start real work on next week. Well, yeah. after this weekend, it's that time of year. I'm we'll thinking. talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Who We're wins? Guard. Hold on. Who wins? What? 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 Arkansas or Cincinnati? Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas. Okay. Bye. Arkansas wins. Walt. Well,